Will we see a better version of the Atlanta Falcons in week 15 when they take on the Carolina Panthers? You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. We're going to help you find a qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host, the most humble host, Aaron Freeman here on this illustrious podcast. And of course, uh, we want to give a shout out to the everydayers. Uh, who tune in each and every day to this very illustrious podcast. Uh, and all you got to do to follow in the footsteps of the everydayers is subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, that being said, I said we, because of course it is the end of the week and I am as usual joined by none other than Jarvis Davis of Locked On Sports Atlanta. You catch him each week on NFL kickoff live across the entire locked on network. So just saying Jarvis is from locked on sports Atlanta does not give this man the credit for uh, all the shows and all the channels. He's one of the few people out there that, that is appearing on all of the NFL channels on that locked on NFL kickoff live. But of course I say all that we are here with Jarvis to talk about the upcoming matchup, sort of give our final thoughts on this matchup between the Falcons and Panthers in week 15. Jarvis, welcome back to the show. But I, my first question is, are we going to see a better version of the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers? And you can interpret that question however you want. I don't know um, to be able to give an honest answer because like, we don't know what to expect with this team. I feel at this point, because Came into the last the week uh, the game last week. You know, obviously they were dealing with some injuries, but we knew that this team could beat this Tampa Bay team, right? Because they had beat them on on the road where they haven't played well, and they were coming into Mercedes Benz where they had normally played a little bit better than they play on the road. So it's just like, and they found a way to lose that game. And so now you're going on the road, which like it's still a little shaky, you know. Um, and then there's potentially going to be some weather issues up in Charlotte. So it's just like, all right, is this are we getting ourselves set up for another what 17 to 12 game or 14 to 10 type game? And it's kind of hard to say, all right. But I think that there are some fundamental things that they can do so they can play well, they can play better, they can look better than what they did last week. You know, I'm talking about from not turning the football over, you know, and I feel like a broken record sometimes when I start mentioning those things because those are some of the, the fundamental things that, like, you should be able to do at this point in this season because you've been out there, you know, uh, you know, being able to, you know, uh, for 13 games and, and you're trying to say, okay, we're trying to buy, buy, buy for a playoff spot and we know more than likely the only way we're going to get there if we win a division. And you have a, another divisional game, you know, coming up, coming up, and you have one more to end the season against your heated rival. So, you know, those are some of the things that 
like you got to take in consideration when talking about this game. It's just like, all right, Desmond, need you to don't turn the ball over. All right, Bijan Robinson, you know, let's let's establish the run. All right, and then okay, let's figure out a way to get Drake London to rock a little bit more because he deserves it. He's wide receiver one in in my eyes in this team or, or with this in this black and red uniform. So I think there are some some things that I can look towards and say, you know what? Here's some some potential positive that they can potentially look better. But it has to start with we have to play clean. I agree, Jarvis. Um, I, I look at this game and I go, I know what Carolina is, right? You know, having watched three games this season, I have a, a pretty good feel for the Carolina Panthers. They stink. They yeah. stink. You know, and I like dumpster fire. You know, I watched them last week against the Saints, and I, you know, I figured the Falcons' defense will play them very similar as the Saints did. Right? We're going to stack the box, and we're going to give you some one-on-one opportunities on the outside. And you know, Bryce Young didn't hit those throws that he needed to hit in that game. Uh, we'll see if he hits them this week against the Falcons. If he pulls a William Donovan Levis and uh, hits those throws, or uh, you know, he's the typical what he's been throughout the season, which is not hit those throws, but. Even if he does hit those throws, you're probably maxing out for, for Carolina 17, 20 points, maybe if, uh, you know, that goes their way in terms of, you know, running the football and then hitting some deep shots. Right. That's a pretty winnable game. But like, I don't know what version of the Falcons offense is going to show up. Right. Because right. if the Falcons can, you know, put 24 up on this Carolina defense, put 30 up on this Carolina defense. No sweat. Right? That's no sweat, right? You know, you and know, twenty one points on this team and went and and pretty much ninety five percent chance you're gonna yeah. win this game. Yeah, twenty one. So <laughs> it's like it, but the typical version of the Atlanta Falcons that shows up on the road, as you've discussed, it's a team that's like they're gonna struggle to get to seventeen. That like, like that's what yeah. it's gonna be. And so, like, I go into this game being like, I think the Falcons will win but I'm not convinced it's going to be, you know, it's going to be in a lot of ways, kind of like that Arizona Cardinals game where it's probably going to be a one score ball game in the fourth quarter. And, you know, the, this, you know, luck kind of determines like, you know, if they have the ball in the last two minutes, they'll have a chance to win it. If the Falcons have the ball in the last two minutes, they'll have a chance to win it. And that may wind up being the deciding factor in who winds up, you know, taking this game in the end. And like, that is so disappointing to me that the Falcons are facing, the worst team in football, right? And, you know, at the time when we played the Arizona Cardinals, they had, you know, the second worst record in football, I think, at that time. And, like, you know it's going to be a very competitive football game for four quarters or three and a half quarters or whatever. And, like, that is so disheartening when talking about this team. And that's been, you know, what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is, like, is this a different version of this team? And you felt like, okay, the Saints win, the Jets win, they're they're building some momentum. So it's like, okay, now if you beat this Bucks team, it's like, okay, maybe it's time to declare you your different version of the Falcons. They didn't beat the Bucks team because they didn't play clean, as you said. And now it's just like, I hope they play clean against Carolina. I hope they, you know, run Carolina off the field in the first half of the game and it's a 24 to 3 ball game or something like that. And we can just, you know, order our DoorDash and and do whatever we need to do to to chill out on Sunday. But that ain't usually this team. So I, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't know what, what they are going to be. And if they're the normal Falcons that show up on the road, it's going to be another one of those games where we're going to be sitting here sweating with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Here's how we 
we won't have to be sweating with three minutes to go in the left fourth quarter. Look to your money guys. And you know where I'm going with this one. And this is not an indictment in a negative way on him. Jesse Bates, like, because essentially he won this game the first time in, in the opener, right? You know, he picking up off Bryce Young on Bryce Young. Like that was those were game changing type plays. If they if this team can find a way to get some turnovers and, and, and give this offense a short field, like Serve it up on a platter. Here, man, you're on the seven-yard line. You got four plays to get in the end zone, so go and do score a freaking touchdown. Take advantage of this. Like, this is what we what we do. We're going to put you in position to win the game. Here's how we can finally have the vaunted two-score victory, Aaron. Can, like, that's, that's like, like, it's crazy that we're talking about a team, you know, or, you know, been excited about a team getting a two-score win. Yeah, they can get that one-score win. Yeah, keep it close and figure out a way to win in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's all cool and all, but how about getting not, not even a big time? I ain't talking about two touchdowns. Ten points. Ten points. If you get turnovers, you, you, you big money guys, you know, come up big for you and, and trick this all-gone rookie quarterback like they supposed to be doing, yeah, man, let's get a ten-point victory. That's 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 gonna be the difference. That's how we're not gonna be sweating here at four o'clock. I'm like, man, what am I say about this dog on team on the Locked On Falcons uh, postcast? My God, hey man, I'm talking about I'm talking about this. But you know, or we can say, hey man, Jordan, Jordan did it again. Number three did it again. Yeah, he did. They did. So we look forward to that. We will talk more about some of the other keys to victory for this Falcon team that we want to see on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. And we'll touch upon all that as we continue today's Locked On Falcons. So when you're hiring for a small business or your small business, you want to get as many of those top tier candidates, those big money guys like Jesse Bates, and get as many of those that you can possibly interview. And that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just like any other job board. They have a vast network of over a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. It's why they rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs is going to help you find a qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So continuing today's locked on Falcons, I do want to plug the locked on sports today, 24 seven streaming channel here on YouTube, locked on innovative iconic starting the first ever 24 7 streaming channel with locked on sports today covering you all the sports all the leagues getting the national headlines as well as the local local expertise and it's not just locked on sports today that has a 24 7 streaming channel it's locked on sports atlanta too so if you just want to get that local analysis what's going on with the bulldogs what's going on with the falcons the hawks the braves all on a single platform that is the place for you. You can tune in at any time during the day. You might see my face. You might see Jarvis's face. Who knows? So check out Locked On Sports Atlanta in addition to Locked On Sports Today's 24-7 streaming channel. So Jarvis, we talked about playing clean. We talked about getting turnovers from Jesse Bates. What are some other keys to victory for you looking at this Falcon team that you think if they do this on Sunday, they'll be fine? 
I, I think that the, the the passing game, finding the right balance on offense, like you you can't get too too pass happy, even if you see an advantage there. So um, because that was one of the reasons why the Falcons got kind of got in trouble last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like you know, I, I will never sit up here and say on any podcast, whether it be Locked on Falcons podcast or the Locked on Falcons postcast or Atlanta football party, whatever. I will never sit up here and say that the recipe for success for the Atlanta Falcons is to have Desmond Ritter throwing the ball 40 times. It just, it's just not a recipe for success because, one, that's not who you are. That's not who Arthur Smith is as a play caller. That's not what got him this job. He got, he got this job because he is a guy that likes to run the football and be able to take advantage on play action run double tight end sets and be able to take advantage of those matchups as well. So I, I think this is the type of game where I feel like Kyle Pitts needs to get a little bit more involved. And I've been saying this, I, it's another broken record statement for me uh, I feel for the 2023 season for the Atlanta Falcons, line a man up in the slot. Let's, 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 let's get him on the linebacker. Let's get him on the safety. All these guys coming down, you got eight men in the box. I mean, somebody, he's going to have an advantage in there. I, I, I wholeheartedly feel that. I believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. Just from a football standpoint, you know, like this ain't no next level PhD football stuff. This is bachelor degree type level stuff. Like, hey, if they put an eight in the box, let's try to stop the run. They see Bijan Robinson in the game. Bijan, whatever, you know, Bijan, Bijan. I might like you, Aaron. Sometimes I say Bijan, sometimes I say Bijan, you know, whatever. If though you have those type of matchups and taking advantage of them on the early downs too. You know, if you see that on first down, give Desmond Ritter a little leeway to say, you know what, let's do a check and let's take a shot. Let's get it. You know, let's, let's kind of do those type of things. And I feel like being innovative and, and kind of catching defense off guard from time to time, then getting into your identity, I feel like that'll be, you know, a, a good key to be able to get them to win because this is a winnable game. And those are the type of things that are going to get you there. Yeah, I think so. I, I think you're, you're going to probably see a lot more balance this week than he did last week. Um, yeah, simply because, you know, Carolina is much more vulnerable on the ground and through the air. And hopefully you'll be a little healthier on the offensive line this week. Hopefully at least two out of three starters, but we'll talk about that a little bit later or, or on the mend this week with Jake Matthews and, and Drew Dahlman. We'll see about Caleb McGarry and, um, you know, Chris Lindstrom's also uh, set to go, uh, it, it seems like, but we'll we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, I, I think, you know, as I said at the top, like, you know, knowing what Carolina is, like we, we kind of know what the Falcons defense is. We know what they're going to bring to the table. You know, they're not going to have a great pass rush, but, you know, at times they'll make some plays, right? They'll be able to dial mm-hmm. things up. They have a, a really good safety on the back end that uh, can take the ball away. They have another safety on the back end that, you know, maybe not. Can maybe make give up a big play. Mr. Taco. He's there. Right. You know, he's he's out there hanging out. Um, but we know the secondary for the most part is is, is pretty pretty sturdy, uh, except for when it comes comes to covering tight ends in the fourth quarter. But um, <laughs> um you know, in, in the linebacker core, hopefully Nate Lamon coming back too, um, will be a strength. So we kind of know what this defense is, but it's every week it's just like, okay what version of the Falcons offense are we going to get? Right. And, you know, earlier in the season we were like, you know, can they run the ball? Like, and they were struggling there, but they haven't really struggled that much in recent weeks is, you know, when they have been committed to running the football uh, and sometimes they're not, 
Um, you know, they've been pretty effective at running the football. The passing game is pretty hit and miss. The offensive line, you know, every time you feel like, hey, they're they're doing all right, then they then they kind of have a letdown game. So it's that inconsistency on offense that I think is is going to be the big question mark. And so like just getting some consistency, just, you know, we've seen this team successfully move the ball in a lot of games, but a lot of those games, they struggle in the red zone. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, then you have these games where like, they'll, they'll, you know, have some success moving the ball. Like last week, you know, they'll get a couple of explosive plays in that game and, and, you know, get some points and then they'll go two whole quarters without really having any success moving the ball. That level of consistency, like that to me is like, can we can we get a consistent version? Whatever this team is, just can we just get a more consistent version of that, right? If you want to be the, you know, ultimately, I don't care. But it's just like, just give me something. That I'm like, okay, I know they're going to be able to do this week in and week out. Um, and on offense, that that has not been the case. And, and I think that, you know, I was watching um, during the press conference as far as Arthur Smith and how he was – he was, talking, he was kind of asked about how Desmond Ritter is able to, quote, unquote, turn it on in the fourth quarter. And, like, he's been pretty consistent with his play in the fourth quarter, you know, when, it, you know, when, when the game is on the line, so to speak. And, and I think that consistency is the hardest thing to do, right? Like, now, now, granted, we can say I looked at some numbers as far as turnovers, shoot. Desmond Ritter's been pretty consistent turning the ball over or putting the ball on the ground or putting the ball in, in, in the opposing team's hands. So there is consistency there, like being able to be consistently good and consistently make the play and consistently make clean. That's where the issues comes in. So it's like, how do you get into the mindset or, or, or the million-dollar question or, or quarterback of the future question is, how do you get into the mindset in those first three quarters? How do you get there? And I, and that is a very hard question to ask. And it seemed like Arthur Smith didn't really have an answer either, you know, because it's kind of hard to quantify that. Like, okay, are you in a different mindset? Are you, are you, uh, have, do you have a different clock? Or are you playing with a sense of urgency? How do you start the game with that sense of urgency without putting the ball in harm's way to start off, start off? So it's just so many factors that, that we see every week with this team. And it's just like, man, like, how do you get there? Or how do you be like the defense? Because the defense has been pretty consistent. You know, you lose you, 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 the best defense, best, arguably the best defensive player on, on the team in Grady Jerry. Like, I think Jesse Bates can make a good case for that, you know, as far as from a playmaking standpoint. And you had to make some adjustments there, obviously, but you're able to find somebody off the street, in Contavia Street, you know, who you, you um, promoted and saying, hey, man, he needs to come in. He's been solid for you. And David on Yamada has been, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but I feel like, you know, there are some, some reasons why you've been consistent on, on defense. I think they just have to get healthy up front because if you don't get healthy, like you're talking about getting backups on the same page and saying, okay, we can establish the run, be able to play off the run. We can do some court design quarterback runs once we get into the red zone and take advantage of that. That's the only way you're really going to get some consistency is – being able to establish yourself up front and, and, and run the football and, and know who you are and then be able to take advantage of that by from time to time when you talk about taking shot plays. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So Jarvis, you know, great way 
set up my segue, Jarvis. We're going to talk about some of those injury concerns, David Onyemata, as well as some other players, sort of which player that potentially that we already discussed may be coming back this week is sort of the most valuable for this upcoming Panthers matchup in Jarvis's eyes, as well as which player's potential absence, you know, whether that's a David Onyemata or somebody else, you know, could hurt this team the most on Sunday. And we'll break that down to wrap up today's Locked On Falcons. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and now is the season of giving. So why not give to yourself the gift of therapy? If you're thinking of starting therapy, I cannot recommend giving BetterHelp a try, right? Um, I cannot recommend enough <laughs> giving BetterHelp a try. Let's reword that a little bit differently. But, you know, the beauty of BetterHelp is that it's basically designed to be as convenient and flexible to your schedule as possible. It's in, done entirely online. You can do it via video, phone. You know, you can just text with your therapist. That's why it is so convenient. You can get started quickly, uh, fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist, usually within like 48 hours. And then you can switch therapists at any other time for no additional charge, just in case like you and your therapist, maybe they're not necessarily meshing in that right in that regard. So in the season of giving, give to yourself what you need with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Wrapping up today's episode, Jarvis, you know, mentioned earlier, it, it seems like Jake Matthews, Drew Dahlman, Chris Lindstrom are on the mend and on track to play on Sunday. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that, of course, as the, the practice week unfolds. Nate Landman, of course, uh, the Falcons linebacker. So potentially three uh, starters returning on the offensive line, a, a starter at linebacker. Which one of these players do you feel like potentially returning this weekend, you know, is going to help this team win this game the most? I have to go with David Onyemata because I feel like outside of Jesse Bates, this has probably been the most valuable um, free agent that you've been able to bring in and, and pair with a guy like Grady Jarrett. And in Grady Jarrett's absence, I feel like he stepped this game up even more. So this dude has been from time. There have been times where I look at the film and be like, oh, this dude is dominant. Like, so, you know, I think that that's the – because being, this team, this defense not being able to stop the run – we saw what that looks like. It's ugly. And that's what we saw last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, a team's having a two-way go with this defense, not being able to, you know, rush the passer and not being able to uh, rush the pass consistently, excuse me, and, and, then, and not be able to stop the run. That is a dangerous formula. That is a dangerous formula. We saw it play out last week in the fourth quarter, late in the game. So I think that David Yamada is the guy that, I feel like that would be the biggest loss, and he didn't practice um, um, today either. So it's kind of like, all right, they're going to have to figure this one out because this is the guy that can potentially have you in a space where like, everybody be like, oh, maybe Bryce Young can play. You don't want people saying that after this game is over at 4 o'clock for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're right. David Onyema did not practice on Thursday. We'll see if we get some good news on Friday. Uh, in that regard, another player that did not practice on Thursday was Caleb McGarry. Um, and, you know, you look at, you know, my, my next question was like, you know, which absence hurts the Falcons the most? But I think you answered that with David Onyemata. But do you feel like, you know, potentially if, if McGarry doesn't play this week, you know, there's a guy by the name of Brian Burns. We, we've seen him do some damage 
uh, in this matchup. You know, you him and Derek Brown basically single handedly whole pod without you mentioning those guys' names. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> Like, they shut down the Falcons' office for three quarters, basically single handedly. <laughs> last like, time like we, we by themselves, Brian yeah, Burns, pretty much. Like, it was just like I want thirty million a year type games. Like you don't want. Wow, man! See, see, like you opened up the box. Like I knew we were gonna get here. We almost made a whole entire pod for me. You know, not lose my stuff. Now I'm about mm-hmm. to lose my stuff because, like Storm Norton has, I feel. I'm not saying the man has been in an amazing tackle and all that stuff, but. He's played to the level of where you like, okay, is Caitlin McGarry playing or no? You know, so because it's like he's been he's been fine. Mm-hmm. He's been he hasn't stood out in a bad way. You know, yes. let me say let me say that much. So you have to give some guy credit or get the Falcons credit for you know being able to find a guy that can come in and step in mm-hmm. from from an injury standpoint. But man, when you're talking about oh, wow, he did a solid job against Shaq Barrett. Shaq mm-hmm. Barrett didn't take over that game last week against the Bucs. I, I got to commend him for that. But, oh, man, you talking about Brian Burns and Mr. Brown? Like, I refer to him as Mr. Like, mm-hmm. anybody in the city of Atlanta has to refer to him as Mr. Brown because ain't nobody blocked him since, since he stepped on the field. So, um, I, I feel like, you know, this is a, a scenario where I know I said Dave Onyemato would be the biggest loss, but well, woof, if that's if David Onyemata is 1A, this is 1B because of who you're facing. Because who Storm Norton is going to have to block, uh, potentially. Uh, who Drew Dahlman is going to have to block coming off an injury. You know, they might line up, up at the nose and say, hey, go out to get him. <laughs> block him. And we know what that's looked like in the past. You know, specifically last year. Like, Derrick Brown, who had double-digit tackles every time they played last year. So, we understand what those guys bring to the table. So I really feel like I know Tampa Bay game. Oh, okay, Caitlin McGarry. We don't know if he's not there, but man, we probably know he could have done a better job than this. We don't want to say that either. So yeah, I, I think that potentially we could be looking at a, a, a situation where we didn't miss Caitlin McGarry last week, but we might might be missing him this week because just because of the matchup. And I think Brian Burns is a guy that can definitely take advantage of a backup tackle. That he can. That he can. He's taking advantage of a lot of starters. Uh, so he could definitely take advantage of a Whoever he wants. Like, no matter who they line up over there. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked about this week one. Like, you know, th- that was a rough game for Chris Lynch. A couple of ugly reps against Mr. Brown. And now he's, you know, playing on a bum ankle or something. So it's like. Yeah, you know. All right, you know, <laughs> so you know that that's going to be the challenge, right? And, and that's yeah. why, like, I sit sure. here with all my questions about the Falcons' offense because I'm just like, I've seen those two guys just single handedly wreck our offense, and sure. then you know, it's like, I hope we can stop them. I hope that doesn't happen again, but who knows? You know, yeah, yeah man, this 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 Falcons team, they have to win this game. They have to win this game because this is one of those scenarios where. Oh, but they still have a chance. I'm not saying that. I, I promise you, I will not. I refuse. And I probably won't even let any one of you all say it to Nietzsche or you. I'm like, but don't say that. Don't, don't, don't you say that. <laughs> because, like, you talk about, okay, all you got to do is just beat the Colts and, mm-hmm. and the Saints in their house. Like, I don't care if the Saints 
lose the rest of their games. You know what's going to happen when when the Falcons come into to uh, going to New Orleans? They're gonna be trying to kick your behind. I don't care who's over there. Like like you know what it is. Like this is a, a series that you you be cool if you if they split. You know what I'm saying? Like oh yeah, we're one on one this year against the Saints. All right, cool. It makes sense. You know, but but yeah, man, this is this. They have to win this game, and they have to figure out a way to win. Like, I know I talk about Brian Burns and Mr. Brown and all that stuff. Figure out a way to block them dudes, man, because other teams have. <laughs> they've had success, like you said. They have they have given up in the run, you know, given up some yards in the run game. You know, so, that mean, obviously teams have found a way to get it done. So here's what you do, Arthur. Go look at those tape. How do they do it? Did they double team every time or? Or did they, on certain plays, when they were running away from him, did they just cut uh, Brian Burns? No defense alignment like to get cut. I promise you that. I can I can attest to that. that I can testify. So, yeah, it's just, it's just all about figuring out how to block those guys up. And and it can't be, oh, we just we just go out to block them one-on-one. No, man. That, that takes no thinking whatsoever in my eyes because we've seen the whole one-on-one and how that's worked out. It hasn't worked out well in the Falcons' favor. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's where we're going to leave it, guys. Um, <laughs> hopefully, the Falcons get the job done. As you say, you're right. You're, well, you know, if they lose this game, still mathematically. Like, optimism. <laughs> yeah, you know, still mathematically in it. It's like, no, they're not. Nah, in it. nah. They're done. It's done. It's a, it's a wrap. No, no, no. So, mm. um, we'll see if it's a wrap on this Falcon season or, you know, the, do the mathematics win out on Sunday with another win for the Falcons uh, and we'll be of course here breaking it down on that postcast uh, with myself Jarvis Davis to Batiste part of lockdown podcast network your team every day